Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. find yourself in a marriage where you didn't know this about the the nature, the character of this person, and now after you're married it comes to light, well then you may need to leave. We may need to help with that. But that doesn't mean that you go straight to a lawyer. You go straight to the courthouse and get a divorce. You may need to pray. You may need to wait. You may need to remain unmarried. All of us are fallen. When you marry someone and spend so much of your life with that person, you're bound to start seeing some flaws, no matter how perfect they may have seemed before. As Pastor Robert explains in today's message, divorce should not be your first resort. Marriage is a commitment, and apart from cases of adultery, and even then, God can bring reconciliation and unity. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. change his plan. His plan doesn't need changing. You and I need changing. His plan is perfect. And that's true for marriage. That's true for marriage. We need to understand it. We need to come to grips with it and not argue with God about it. His plan is perfect. It's one man, one woman until death. There's only one valid reason for divorce and remarriage. He says it's adultery. The oneness is broken. Well, what about, you know, some, some lady who's she's being beaten? By her husband. Are you telling me she's just supposed to stay there and be his punching bag? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm not even saying that a woman who is being constantly belittled and verbally abused should stay in that and just take it day after day after day. What I'm saying is it's not a valid reason for divorce, biblically. That's not the plan. It's not the design. God has a plan which is perfect. And if if you find yourself in a marriage where you didn't know this about the the nature, the character of this person, and now after you're married it comes to light, well, then you may need to leave. We may need to help with that. But that doesn't mean that you go straight to a lawyer. You go straight to the courthouse and get a divorce. You may need to pray. You may need to wait. You may need to remain unmarried. Well, that's not fair. I didn't say it was fair. We're broken, messed up human beings. Sometimes we suffer. And he talks about that. We'll look at that in in just a minute as well. But he says there's one biblical reason. Now, lest you think that, you know, well, you know, this guy's a pastor. He doesn't have a clue about real life. I wasn't always a pastor. I'm divorced. When I was 18 years old, I was in love, straight out of high school. And, you know, I I went to my mom and dad. I went to my mom. It's kind of hard to go to my dad. Fathers, be gentle. 
But I went to my mom and I said, what do you think? Twice I sat down with her. I said, what do you think about this? What do you think about my plans to, to get married to Nancy? The first time my mom refused to answer me. Should have been a clue. But it wasn't because I was in love. And I went back to her a couple of weeks later. And I said, Ma, I really, I really want to know. What, what do you think? And she gave me a non-answer. She basically said to me, you know, if you really work at it, I, you can have a good marriage. I just kind of roll my eyes because I knew that's, you know, I, that's not what I'm asking you. Any two people can probably, if they really work at it, have a decent relationship. What I wanted to know is, what do you think about me getting married to this girl? She wouldn't ask. Now, she told me later that their view was, I was 18 years old, it was time for me to start making my own mistakes. I made a huge one. Huge one. And I paid for it dearly. Because the reality was, you know, I, I didn't even like her. And she didn't like me very much either. I've shared the story with some of you, but later, we were only married a year and a half. 18 months, we divorced, and it tore my life apart. It was devastating to me and to her. Now, thank the Lord we didn't have any kids. Actually, one of the reasons we divorced when we did was that she started talking to me about having a baby. And I knew the girl would rather lie than tell the truth. I just knew one day I was going to come home, she'd be pregnant. Because I'm telling her, no, we don't need kids. Not yet. Okay, but I just knew. One day I'd come home and, and she would, you know have some excuse about how she must have forgotten to take the pill or something. And, and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I left. And as soon as I left, she filed for divorce the next day. But it rocked both our worlds. It just was devastating. Both of us married for the wrong reason. She, she, she said to me sometime a year into the marriage that, you know, the only reason I ever went out with you is I thought your family had a lot of money. Now, understand, this was not in the middle of a fight. Okay, we're just watching TV. And it just popped into her head. No joke. But then I only married her for sex, and she knew that. It was payback. No foundation in truth. You know, it was, it was just a, it was a disaster waiting to happen, and, and it was. It was disastrous. God didn't intend that. I see so many broken relationships, so many broken families. Do you know that probably 80% of the one-on-one -on -one stuff that I do centers around that somehow? Broken relationships, broken families, divorce, whether it's with you guys in the family or within the, the law enforcement chaplaincy stuff, most of the things people need to talk to me about and that they're wrestling with or that their lives are being devastated by comes back to divorce. Or in some way, relationships that are outside of God's design. His design is perfect, folks. It works. His design is perfect. When, when you just submit yourself to it and, and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I'm going to do this your way. Well, but, but wait, Pastor, you've, we've already acknowledged that there are a lot of people in this room that are divorced and you're divorced. And Yeah, but look at my life now. Listen, I, I am so grateful for the grace and mercy of God. You know, five, six years after I got divorced, and in those five years, I mean, I was still, I was out there behaving like an idiot, living f just for whatever brought me pleasure and made me happy. And then I became a Christian. One day I realized Jesus is alive, and he wants to teach me, and he wants to lead me, and he's willing to change me, and boy, do I ever need Jesus. And everything changed. From that day forward, things began to change. It wasn't like 
you know, an instantaneous thing where all of a sudden I became a perfect human being. I'm still not a perfect human being, but I'm closer than I was back then. Do you understand? I'm following him. I'm not just following me. And he is changing me. He's transforming me. And, and, and he brought to me the perfect woman for me. And we've been married almost 17 years now. And I'm more grateful for now than I ever have been. Because year by year, as we both follow Jesus together, and we, in our own imperfect, flawed way, surrender to each other before God day by day, the relationship grows. And we're more and more suited for each other. And more and more beautifully fitted together. Everybody with me? Do you understand what I'm talking about here? God's plan is perfect. It works. And there's so much joy. There's so much fulfillment. There's so much pleasure in it. Now, I I remember doing all the club stuff. I mean, like I said, I was in my mid-20s when I came to Jesus. It was not a whole lot of joy, and it was not a whole lot of fulfillment. There was sex. There was some pleasure. That's not synonymous, though, is it? We all know that. We all know that. There were a lot of mornings waking up in my own puke. It's all kind of nastiness, fear. I remember when I heard about HIV. I was a Christian, but I was still in the window. And I tried everything in those days. And I had a frightening few years. I went and got tested because I thought, you know what? I have a good friend. It happened to him. He was tested. He was HIV positive. He was a Christian. There are consequences for our, our foolish decisions and our choices and our, and our behavior. And God's plan, his design, it, it protects us from those things. It works. It's perfect. And he loves us so much. That's why he tells us in, in Malachi chapter 2, he warns husbands not to behave treacherously toward their wives and you know, being clothed in a garment of violence, which is what divorce does from God's perspective. He said it clothes you in violence. And I hate it. I hate it. He hates it because of what it does to us, because of the effect. Marriage it's, is God's institution. It's not ours. Now, the second thing is a part of that. You, you, you need to understand that one very important factor for us as, as Christians is that he says Christians should only marry Christians. And it absolutely breaks my heart. I've, I've watched it happen numerous times, unfortunately, where Christians fall in love with non-Christians. The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. 
We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.